You're listening to the Tim and Sammy podcast. I can't think of anything better than that. Listening to Tim and Sammy. Who? I think there's blame on both sides. Tim and Sammy. That is actually ringing some bells now. I think that's a little more exciting. <laughs> that is fantastic. But I ain't spending any time on it. No way. Beautiful. Great right to catch up. You're listening to the Tim and Sammy podcast. Tim and Sammy. Tim and Sammy. We'll be back. Everybody's working for the weekend. G'day, everybody. Tim and Sammy here, Triple M Modern Digital Sammy. Great to be here. Great to be here with you, Tim. Always good to be here love, with you. I love seeing your face. <laughs> um, if only you could see him now. <laughs> Probably best that you can only hear me, but we've got a massive show coming up this week, Sammy. Obviously, the boys and the Thai Cave are out. That's fantastic news. Yeah, we've also got some Nolsey news. Less fantastic. <laughs> We're going to talk food for the elderly, which is a topic close to our hearts. Some choo-choo news, you <laughs> might say. We've got a huge sporting event. Yes, the biggest in the world. That's I can't wait to hear about that. Hex debts. A lot of people, a lot of listeners, they'll be suffering with student loans. We're going to tackle those. Oh, uh, well, you know I will. And you know what else I'll tackle? Uh, bizarre scooter theft we've got going on. Is this related to your weekend again? Or yeah. We? <laughs> <laughs> That's still before the courts. You got anyway, me. all that and plenty more. This is Tim and Sammy Podcast. Sammy, we woke this morning... To this news. Good morning, everybody. As we come on the air, we've got breaking news and it's good news. Good morning. Great news. Mission accomplished. It's the rescue that the whole world has been watching with bated breath. We can report now that they're out. All 12 boys and their coach have been freed in that incredible rescue mission in the flooded cave in Thailand. Sammy, fantastic news. All 12 boys and their coach saved from the flooded cave in northern Thailand overnight. Great news, Tim. Fantastic news. news. Um, we'd, all been, we'd all been watching and we'd all been hoping and, and praying, but Thailand's Navy SEALs um, said on their Facebook page uh, on Tuesday evening local time that the remaining four boys and their 25-year-old coach were all brought out safely. Um, each of the boys aged 11 to 16 with no diving experience were guided out by a pair of divers in three days in a series of intricate and high-stakes operations. Which is obviously hilarious content. No, um, no it's not. For us. Um, no, it's not. It's fantastic. No, it is great. It's awesome. Because, you know, they thought they were going to be stuck in there for months at some stage, mm-hmm. which would be really bad. Um, it would be terrible. You've just gone on to have a soccer, little soccer game, a bit of a picnic, gone for a walk, and then... You're not to return months later. It would have been horrible, but in good news for the wild boars, they're out. And wouldn't you hate to be their opposition in the next game? Because <laughs> if that's not a team building, <laughs> that's not a team building. They're going to be so together as a unit. I mean, I, I fear for um, the other under-13 teams in the competition. I mean, some are saying it was almost as tough as Adelaide's pre-season um, camp <laughs> with the, uh, <laughs> the mind. Uh, with the Richmond's, the psychiatrists. The psychiatrists, I'm not yeah. sure about that. Of course, Sammy, media were everywhere. Media were all over Thailand. Um, every every news organisation yeah, sent yeah. their reporters. Channel 10 sent Daniel Sutton, and he provided this um, up-to-date information. It was about six and a half hours in when the first boy appeared at the cave. After that first boy was released, they came out one by one. First one boy, two, three, then four. Now, I understand exclusively soon after boy five followed, yes. followed by boy six. And I can confirm that Boy 7 followed after wow. that. So, wow. So, I mean, it's a race to get that exclusive detail, isn't it? <laughs> we couldn't have... No one else could have done it as well as Daniel Sutton. Exactly. Sure. Well, someone else who could have done it as well was um, one of the heroes, in fact, one of the Aussie heroes involved in the rescue operation. The Australian Dr Richard Harris was right in the thick of it, working his way through those cave systems every single day and right to the end, being with uh, the boys every single day. I bet you one thing, Michael, he will be in the running for Australian of the Year next year. 
Dr. Richard Harris, of course, the yes. doctor and diver who was integral. Integral? Intra- yeah. Integral. He was important. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know either. So I, just, either or either. No, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> of course, he, he was... He was an important player in the rescue operation, and many are saying that um, he should be nominated for Australian of the Year, and I think we support that. I think there's an even higher honour that he should be nominated for. Okay. I think a telly movie, that'd be a fitting oh, tribute. Oh, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? That's h- higher than the Order of Australia. I think telly movies <laughs> yeah. on Channel 9, a two-part series. That's um... It goes Order of Australia, Australian of the Year, Knighthood, telly movie. That's I it. I think that's the order. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I understand Shane Jacobson's already on the treadmill (laughs) (laughs) taking diving lessons as we speak, which is good news. Uh, But, I mean, he will have, um, Dr. Richard Harris, of course, will have a a little bit of tough competition for Australian of the Year because there are a couple of other great nominees from the last 12 months. Can I just read you some, Sam? Sure, yeah, yeah. I mean, Steve Smith and David Warner, they'd be unlucky to miss out, wouldn't they? (laughs) Wouldn't they? They would. I mean, they, they represent in our country. I mean, they tried in... their own rescue operation against South Africa in the, <laughs> in the test. Didn't go to plan. No. Um, uh, who else, Tim? I mean, Cocaine Cassie would be unlucky, wouldn't she? Oh, Cassie. I mean, she she's had a great year. She's had a breakout, <laughs> breakout 12 months ago, unfortunately. Well, not bre- not, no, unf- not breaking out. Unfortunately, not breaking no out. No one's breaking out anywhere. Um, I hope you're not going to spoil... I thought you are going to spoil my Nolsey news. He's not being... Shannon Knowles not going to be oh, Australian, Australian of the Year, but I believe you've got a bit of Nolsey news after this. Coming up after this, yeah, I do. Well, let's get there now. This is Tim and Sammy, Triple M, Modern Digital. Nolsey has been... Uh, Shannon Knowles in the news. He's been doing some whoppers lately. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh really? really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so... Tim, in the news, uh, you may have heard already, Nolsey, he's cracked it. So, Nolsey, he was performing at the Duck Creek Picnic Races, 583 kilometres northwest of Sydney. Whoa, hang on. <laughs> I mean, you've got to think if it's that far away from Sydney, <laughs> it's got to be closer to something else. Um, <laughs> so, so, Nolsey's there. Yeah, he's performing, and he was about to sink his teeth into a rousing cover of Daryl Braithwaite's horses. A great tune. Great tune. Um, when someone in the crowd threw a can of beer at him. They, yeah, not good. Not good. Not he, good. He was not pleased. Um, so we'll play the clip. While there's a bit bleeped out, there's a bit of a language warning here. So listen to it now. Go pretty boy. You're a maggot. Private school, stupid. Have some balls and get up here and I'll punch your teeth down your throat out the back. Dog ass prick. I mean, wow. Nolsey. I mean, that does sound like a pre-show pep talk from our producer before <laughs> before the show, doesn't it, Sammy? It does. What do you think of that? What do you make of that, Tim? What do you make of that? Wow, it's, I mean, oh, it's a lot to digest at it, the moment, isn't it? It's out of character, isn't it? It's, <laughs> a, Gee, it's not like the Nolsey I know. No. Oh, look, I, would, I don't think it's that bad. I mean, someone threw... Well, there's a bit of bad language in there. Yeah, sorry. But someone threw a can of beer at him. If that's full, that's very dangerous. <laughs> if um, it was light beer, that's very dangerous yeah. <laughs> as well. No wonder he was so angry. He was so pissed about that. <laughs> and he's cool. He's getting heaps of stick from the media. You know, they even bring up his arrest last year for allegedly assaulting a bouncer outside the Crazy Horse Strip Club. Allegedly. Yeah. Um, and shout out to all our Adelaide listeners. Um, that's where the strip club is. And our go- and also our good friends at the Crazy Horse Strip Club. <laughs> they're not our good friends. You know, they cra- might be your good friends, they're cra- but they're, <laughs> they're not, nothing to do with me. Crazy Horse, where lowest prices are just the beginning. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's not their and, slogan. Well, I might have mixed that up. Um, but Tim, it's great. So during the, this whole tirade, um, the band is actually still playing the intro for Horses in the background. So while oh. yeah, while, so he's they're waiting for him to start. They're just they're waiting for his rant to finish up. Yep, and I he's actually a little bit affected by it. He did join in, but he's actually mixed up a few of the lyrics. And in a Tim and Sammy exclusive, we can actually play that for you right now. 
Cans will fly way up high. Oh, when Nosy has a show. Come on, pretty boy, you're a f- maggot. Get up here and have some f-ing balls. Can't really hear me. Bogan accent so thick. Get him up here and shame. Shame that private school prick. Who the f threw that beer, motherfucker? Punch your teeth in crazy horse style, yeah, yeah. Hundred bucks to punch that motherfucker. And listen here, I'll your missus and I'll mom. Dog ass prick. Tim, we have got some food news coming your way. Awesome. Well, it's about lunchtime, Sammy, so good time to bring it up. Yeah, or well, as I like to call it, choo-choo news. I um, don't like to call it that, so I let's like go it. with food news. Well, Tim, it's good news for oldies out there. Um, Tim, because dairy giant Fonterra is applying itself to find solutions to malnourishment in older people um, after finding that 75% of old people are actually suffering. Now, can I just stop you there? Because here at Triple M Mon Digital, I mean, we obviously talk sport, we talk yep. rock, and yep. we talk malnourishment in the elderly. That's, that's, that's our core beliefs. Well, hang on, Tim. Old people account for like half of our listeners, if you listen. Because only people that have digital... Half digi- of our listener. <laughs> listener. <laughs> the only people that have digital radios are tradies and old people who bought one in 2008 for $200. <laughs> that's true. haven't really figured out how to use that's them true. yet. So it is important. So malnourishment in the elderly. That's it. And so they're developing this, these new foods, but... It's quite unclear exactly how they're going to get the older people to consume the new products. Oh, I see. So they've made a whole bunch of new foods yep. to help this problem, but how do they market old food that, to old people? That's it. I think it's. I think it's all in the branding. Like, how would you market food specifically to oldies? Because I mean, they get the kids in by putting, you know, a Dragon Ball Z Tarzo in cartoon in the characters, uh, that kind of thing. <laughs> so, I mean, like, in in elderly food, that's a choking. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you, you don't put that. Do they put like a? Like a MacGyver Tarzo in there? Do they, <laughs> do they update it? Is it like a Bob Hawke Tarzo? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think they put, you know, some um, maybe some like racist slogans on the oh, on great. the front or like some inappropriate comments. Um, maybe they put they put it in text so big you don't need your glasses. Yeah. Or so the packet has to be ma- massive for yeah, tiny food. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or um, or they make all the text blurry so we all have to suffer just like uh, they do. Great. Um, I also thought maybe they um, have voice-activated containers where you have to tell a long-winded story in order for the food to, <laughs> to, to unlock, to the, unlock food. the food. Yep. <laughs> um, or like food that's designed to be left on the ground so you can eat it after a fall or something like that. <laughs> and, <laughs> and best of all, Tim, um, all the food, it's all best before political correctness. Uh, so, of course. Um, best before back in the day. Yeah, exactly. So... <laughs> Now, Tim, unfortunately, we weren't the first to report on this news. As much as we like to be the first with the hard-hitting food scoops. That is, yep. Um, <laughs> <food laughs> which which we, we are at the Triple M Buffet as well. Gee, we're we are hungry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but did someone break the news ahead of us? Yeah. Let me guess. Was it Reuters? Was it Al Jazeera? <laughs> no, if you've been with us before on the show, you'll know our main competitor is Coles Radio. Coles Radio. Bloody Coles Radio. Um, and look, so they reported on it first, so we're going to go to them. I'm not, I'm still not sure if we're even allowed to legally do this. Because they have their own 12 to 2 Wednesday That's show, it. don't they? Yeah. It's the only show that they have on their roster. Yeah. Discount Dave and the Checkout Chick, yeah. our direct competition. Oh, those guys. Oh, those guys. Oh, we hate them. Oh. I, I like their sound. Yeah. But, but, <laughs> I, I, but I believe in a world radio second, because we've done this before, <laughs> we are actually going to tune into the Coles radio broadcast and see how they covered the story. Now, now, 
Casey Donovan with Down Down. You're on Coles Radio with Discount Dave and the Checkout Chick. You know what's down down at Coles this week, Dave? Is it Continental Cup of Soup, two for three dollars? Uh, no, it isn't. Is it Old El Paso's Mild Taco Sauce, two fifty? No, it is not. Although that is hard to believe. And Dave, nor is it Big Cheese Stringers for four dollars. Well, blow me down. Check out what is down. What is down is nourishment in the elderly. And we're not down with that. Not at all. Not at all. That's why Coles is bringing you the Coles Gold for Oldies range with products your grand and gramps will love. Such as non-PC peaches. That's it. In the ice cream range, we've got Golden Anti-Gay Time. Four pack for $6. What about a carton of eggs? Whites only. And what do old people love? Complaining. So try our new corned beef complaining flavour. Having a piece of this gives you the strength to really give the manager a piece of your mind. Good news. Check out. And that's another update proudly brought to you by Gravox, Australia's favourite gravy substitute powder. That's right. And that's it from us here at Coles, keeping prices and mortality rates down. Down, down. I see what you did there. Here's Casey <laughs> Donovan with Down, Down. This is... <laughs> God, I love that song. Sammy, it's been a big couple of weeks for sport. Yeah, of course. Of course, the Tour de France kicked off uh, Wimbledon. Of course, the World Cup of football heading towards the final stages. But there's an even bigger sporting event. Is it? So it's not the World Cup? It's not the World Cup. It's not Wimbledon. It's not the Tour de France. Is it cave diving in Thailand by any chance? That's not a sport. (laughs) That is not a sport. It's this one. Three, two, one, go! They are for the 102nd iteration of the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. Watching guys scarf hot dogs, what could be more American than that, my friend? What could be more American than watching guys stuff their face full of hot dogs? Of course, the National Hot Dog Eating Competition in America. Did Is you it, catch this, Sam? I, I didn't catch it. Was it on ESPN? Was it, it actually probably was. It was actually on Optus Sport, unfortunately. Yeah, so they had, a few, they had a few yeah, streaming yeah, issues yeah. <laughs> on Optus Gorge. Um, <laughs> now, of course, the, the National Hot Dog Eating Competition held every year on the 4th of July over there, obviously, to celebrate... American Independence Day. No better way to celebrate Independence Day <laughs> than, than scoffing a few <laughs> hot dogs. Uh, yeah, skinned pigs. I don't know what you call them. It's <laughs> not what anyone calls. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's not what anyone calls. It's it. a, uh, it's a regional dialect. Um. <laughs> uh, Sammy, this is it's an amazing competition. So they get dozens of competitors lined up wow. on stage. Shoveling their face full of skin pigs, as, yeah. you, as you call them. <laughs> it's quite an incredible... I mean, it kicks off with some almost boxing ring-like introductions of the competitors. It's quite incredible. Okay. Take a listen to some of these. Competitive eating is the crucible through which greatness is forged. And the evidence comes before us now. His good cholesterol is low. His bad cholesterol is high. The difficulty in his marriage began after he named his children mild, medium, and hot. But he will not let domestic issues get in the way of the task at hand. Kind of like you and me, Sam. We don't let our domestic issues get in the way of the task at hand. Those are some of the competitors. That's ridiculous. Who is this guy? Um, I mean, well, I didn't do that much yeah. research. <laughs> no, no, I don't need you to answer. But that is, that is, he's really upping, he's really uh, upping the ante there. He's making it sound. Oh, well, it's a big deal over there. It's, it's an, inc- it's a massive competition. People come from all corners of of America, the, of the food pyramid. Yeah. <laughs> to, <laughs> all three corners. <laughs> all three corners to come watch. People drive for hours. They queue up. They line up to watch these stars of competitive eating. Wow. No, I would. I mean, 
I like eating as much as the next guy. Um, but... Well, do you like eating as much as, as this guy? When all the world's languages are poured into a single bowl, the word recognizable to all will be freedom. And he will fight at any cost for its cause. For he is the champion of now and of always, of the air, of the fire, of the sea, of the land, of the free, Joey Chestnut! Joey Chestnut. No. The 10-time hot dog eating champion. That is nice. He was going for his 11th over the weekend, the 10-time title. What happened? When all the world's languages are poured into one bowl. That was his intro. Yeah. And Joey's going to eat, eat them as well. I, I thought they only, they only speak American. I don't think they're big fans of the languages <laughs> in America. But uh, well, whatever skinned pig is in German yeah. and French and Italian, <laughs> it was a hotly contested contest, Ooh. and we've got the dying moments here. Put down your, Put hot, down dogs. your hot dogs. Put down those skin pigs. The dying moments, ironically, because uh, <laughs> many of the competitors soon after from high cholesterol and heart failure they, did die. They did pass away. One yeah. of them was standing at the end. It was Joey Chestnut. Oh, he, he, he was. Big Joey Chestnut. He, he was the 10-time champion. Did he win his 11th? Joey did not have 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 or 60. Or 70. Joey Chestnut, a new world record. 74 Nathan's famous hot dogs and bar. He's done it. The Roger Federer of food. The Roger Federer of food. Well done, Joey Chestnut. 74 hot dogs. In how long? Like a minute. That is... No, not a minute. Oh, I, well, I think it was... Uh, it doesn't matter. 74 in any no, amount of 74 time. 74 in, in, in a lifetime is already <laughs> way too many. Joey Chestnut, the Roger Federer of food, 74 hot dogs. The Roger Federer of food. Well, how, so, well, I mean, Roger Federer's had like 34, 35 titles. He's, Joey's only got 11 now. Yeah. But I guess 74 hot dogs. Roger Federer's never done that. No, but I mean, coming up after the break. <laughs> Roger, we, we, we attempt to do that. We're, we're going to attempt 74 hot dogs. <laughs> we're not going to do that. Yes, we are. No, we're not. Uh, yes, we are. Well, you just do that anyway. Right. <laughs> That's what you call lunch. <laughs> Tim, well, there's been a bizarre theft and some bizarre news coming up here. So, What have you got for me? A dog seriously injures police officer after the owner allegedly steals mobility scooter from the shops. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> just hang on a minute. Put the mobility yeah. scooter into into park. What are you talking so about? So what, what drew me to this story was that I had to read the headline three times to understand <laughs> it. So a dog has injured a police officer after the owner has stolen a mobility scooter from the shop. So firstly, a man has stolen a mobility scooter. Allegedly. Al- <laughs> no, I think he's been charged. Um, I mean... So someone's stolen a mobility scooter. Like a pretty low act. A pretty low act. Like Oh, a pretty low speed act. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but while a not fully able-bodied person is just ducked into the shops, he's gone, oh, this looks like fun, and just gone joyriding down the main drag in their scooter. And then his dog attacked the police when they went to get it back. You know, details. Um, <laughs> pretty low act. Incredibly low act. You, you should never do that. And we, do, we, do, we could not more strongly discourage the theft of mobility scooters. You're right, Tim. But, <laughs> but. <laughs> I will give him this. I'll give him this. We all think, oh, this looks like fun. 
<laughs> come on, we all think that. We all think, oh, that looks like fun, though. No, we don't. Yes, we do. We no, all we think, don't. Come on, you don't think that? You see a little, you're like, oh, have a little ride. That could be fun. No, it's it's a device for people who need it to walk. No, I no, I think sometimes you see something, you know you shouldn't, but you kind of, you want to, right? No, sometimes you don't. You know you shouldn't, and then you don't. No, you I leave th- the mobility scooter and you walk on your way. No, here's a phone. Oh, no, here's a phone topic, guys. No. Call in. No. Call in uh, on one three hundred one six one double zero six. What have you done? That you know you shouldn't have in the name of fun. This isn't the Crime Stoppers hotline. What are you, what are you, <laughs> what, people are gonna people are gonna call in and no. we're gonna hand them over. So, no one's gonna call. Yeah. No, proved him wrong. Call in. What have no. you done that you shouldn't have in the name of fun? The number one three hundred one six one double zero six. Call in. Or um, when have you been respectful of the elderly? <laughs> well, That's a much better topic. <laughs> <laughs> Look, like calling, like maybe it's something you've done, something uh, you've told someone a secret. I mean, I stir the pot a lot. Um, that's kind of I shouldn't do that. I say a lot of things on air, I guess, to try and just stir Tim up. That you I say a lot of things on air that you shouldn't just full stop. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's calling. Maybe you've done something. Maybe you've stolen a mobility scooter, like this guy. Um, have you done anything? Have you done something that you shouldn't have just because you thought it was fun? Frequently. Um, <laughs> oh, fre- yeah, pick one. Frequently. I mean, I'm a bit of a party animal, Tim. You know me. Uh, you know, have you ever been out? You're like, you're out? No, no I'll stop you there. <laughs> yeah, no. no, you haven't, Tim. <laughs> uh, but sometimes you got work in the morning, you go out anyway. I mean, I was at a work drinks. Um, for this, for Triple M. Not Triple M. No, you wouldn't have been invited anyway. You, you wouldn't come. Um, <laughs> we can't afford drinks. But, you know, once I, I was at work drinks, I filled up a pot uh, a pot glass full of scotch uh, with a dash of Coke at the top. Gave it to my mate. Um, he spat it out first sip. Hilarious prank. Great, Hilarious. Pr- great prank. I'm a bit of a prankster. Um, but then later on, we're all packing up to go out, and that pot of scotch is still sitting there. And my mate, now, what she said was, well, no one's going to drink that. Just pour it down the sink. But what I heard was, you couldn't do it. <laughs> that's, that's not and boy, she... did I show her what she didn't say. That's not what so she I sculled it. No, did you? Yeah, I did. What a terrible idea. In the name idea. of fun. What a terrible idea. Yeah, it wasn't actually, it wasn't very fun. Um, <laughs> In the name of alcohol poisoning. It was fun for a couple of minutes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so don't do Tim, like, what about you, Tim? Have you, I know this is a stupid question before I ask it, but have you ever done anything you shouldn't have? Uh, no. Um, uh, returned to the library book late. Uh... <laughs> but you wrote an apology letter and put the library in flowers. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Mrs. Drummond. Tim and Sammy, Triple M, Modern Digital, right across the country, Sammy. And across the country, Sammy, a lot of people our age. Um, yeah. Young was, people. Young people, young kids. Really young. Not really young. A lot oh. of people our age are struggling at the moment with a bit of an issue. Yes. Student debt. Government will attempt to crack down on so-called serial students, racking up hundreds of thousands of dollars in student loan debt. The government is cracking down on what they call serial students. Just in case you didn't hear the grab, I'm going to repeat it verbatim, word for word. Oh, Timmy. Yeah, I, I've heard of this. People, yeah, I mean, because that's... what the government are doing is they're cracking down on serial <laughs> students. One more time. Uh, no. Yeah, okay. Because a lot of ki- a lot of kids our age, Sammy obviously went to Where the kids live. university, went to other tertiary institutions, yeah, and yeah. they've racked up a bit of a hex debt, a bit of a student loan yeah, debt, which yeah. can be massive, and then it takes ages to pay off. Yeah, I um yeah I have a mate. One of my mates has a hex debt. I think last check was ninety thousand dollars. Ninety thousand dollars. Yeah, you know him. Went to our school. Oh yeah, just we'll, so you guys know, we'll, we'll chat about that off air. <laughs> <laughs> we'll save the catch up for off yeah, air. Ninety grand. Have you got a bit of a hex debt? Uh, yeah, I do have a yeah. My hex debt's um up there in the high twenties actually. Uh, is it really? Yeah, I well, I took a few extra. 
extra subjects. <laughs> By choice? Or uh, because you didn't pass the first ones? I did not pass all of them. So, yeah, I actually took a bit of time. Uh, took, That's the way to do it. Take yeah. your time. It took me five years to finish a three-year arts degree. <laughs> okay, now everyone knows. But I took to it like a game of tennis, you know? Um, you go out in straight sets, three, boring. Stretch out to five. Keep people guessing. <laughs> That's not the way you meant to do it. That's the uni. But, Sammy, there is hope for people like you. Who wants to be a millionaire? Now it's who wants to pay off their student loans. A new game show on True TV, dubbed Paid Off, is helping indebted contestants. Three participants answer education-related trivia questions, and one lucky winner has their student debt wiped out. Can you imagine, Sammy? Your student debt wiped out a new game show. Wow, that's a dream. What a great idea. That's a great idea. Because there's no way you're going to be able to pay it by working. No, no, no. I mean, triple M modern digital, (laughs) we get get a hefty sum. Um, A new game show is enabling winners to pay off their student debt. This feels a bit weird. It feels a bit weird. It feels like the government's making us... Yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's a government initiative. Uh, well, you never know. I don't think there's a Minister for Game Shows. Yeah. Maybe that's what Grant Daniels doing. Yeah, these, that's his next year, <laughs> Minister for, Minister game, for shows. game Shows. He could be. Excitingly, Sammy, after this, in an Australian first, you're going to be the first contestant. <laughs> what did you major in? I uh, majored in, uh, well, creative writing in the end. Study it up, my friend. <laughs> Study during the song. I mean, that's what you did at uni anyway. <laughs> well, no, I haven't. Cram like you've never crammed before because after the break, you're going to have a chance to pay off your student debt. <laughs> Great. I'm, well, good. Hit the books. Okay, I'm doing it. Hit the books. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm doing it. Do it, Sammy. Triple M on digital. Sammy, before the break, we were talking about hex debt, student mm-hmm. loans, and a radical new plan in the US, a radical new game show that's going to give contestants the chance to have their student loans paid off. Yeah, yeah. You are now going to have the opportunity to pay off your student loan, which we, is currently currently up in the upper echelons of the 20 k's. Twenty k's, just because I took a couple extra years to um, <laughs> <laughs> complete my degree <laughs> to, to, to grasp. Because I started uni one year before you, and I finished and, one year before you. Yeah, and then yeah, <laughs> and finished one year after you. So it's great, great times. It's great that you can actually be here. You're getting some leave from uni, which, which is nice. So during the song, you were studying hard. Yeah, I, your major at uni was creative writing. That's right, and I studied during the break, and I did what I did, did at uni, which was um, look at the subject overview, <laughs> then get bored and just give up. So, I'm well, not, not I ready think, at all. I think you're going to do well. Hit the music. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to Have You Been Paying a Hex Debt? <laughs> Joined in the studio by our carryover champion, oh. Sam Gallup. Sam, welcome. Thank you for, thank you for having me uh, again. Where are you from? Um, I'm from, I'm from <clears throat> Melbourne University. And what do you do for a living? Uh, I'm an esteemed digital radio host. <laughs> well, most of that is true. <laughs> and how much is your hex debt? Uh, it's up about 29000 All right, Sammy, here's how the game works. I'm going to ask you questions from your degree, which was? Uh, Creative writing at the end of it. So, get ready to answer this and get ready to have your student loans paid off. Question one. Who was the first Chinese writer to win the Nobel Prize for Literature? Um, Was it... Take your time. (laughs) Was it Confucius? (laughs) No. Chairman Mao? Wasn't Chairman Mao. Chairman Mao. Oh, well, he did a lot of, you know, he could have given the award to himself. It was, of course, Gao Jingjian, author of Soul Mountain and the Other Shore. I thought it was close, though. 
<laughs> well, so far, you're one down. Next question. What is the best-selling novel of all time? Um, I've got to say Harry Potter. And the? The Philosopher's Stone. It'd be incorrect. No, Harry Potter and the last one. <laughs> Harry Potter and the Dragons. <laughs> That's all of them. <laughs> it was, of course, Don Quixote. <laughs> Why did you ask me which Harry Potter it was? Don't blame me, Sam. This is your degree. Uh... Question three. How many stanzas are there in a sonnet? Oh, um... Now you know this. Come on, Sammy. Well, hang on. Shakespeare did some sonnets. <laughs> Sixteen. Sixteen stanzas in a sonnet. Twelve. <laughs> I don't know. Two. Two. Oh. One ideally eight lines, the other ideally six lines, making up the full 14-line sonnet. Oh, I think 16. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. Can I redo? No. Okay. What poet wrote the following line? Two roads diverged in a wood, and I I took the one less travelled. Oh, is it like Mark Twain? No. No. Uh, uh, Robert not... Frost. No. Robert Frost, Frost is yeah, correct. Yes! Yes! All right, you got one more question. Sorry, I got very excited there. You've got one right. If you can get this next one right, your student loan will be paid off. Oh, my off. God. What is the name of the autobiography of legendary Carlton and Brisbane Lions AFL footballer and presenter on this network, oh Brendan Favola? Oh, my God. I have this at home. It's not in my own words. It's not Don Quixote. So it's Brendan Favola. Oh, my God. I've read it. Oh, what did you say? Sorry. What did you say a minute ago? Brendan Favola in my own words. He's got it! <laughs> He's paid off his debt! He's paid off his debt! Brendan Favola in my own words. Actually, That's I've, correct, I've read, Sam. I've read it. You're de- oh, well, I don't think Brendan has. You're, you're debt-free. Well done, Sammy. Oh, this feels so good. It, De- it feels amazing. Thank you so much for the opportunity uh, on this show. This is real, right? Yeah. If only you'd passed your degree. Be- <laughs> <laughs> Tim and Sammy, Triple M on digital. Sammy, we've got to jump out of here. We'd- oh, we're going to polish off a few uh, few hot dogs. <laughs> 74 <laughs> hot dogs and a bit of elderly food We've as had well. a great day. We've had a great day here. It's been a great day. The boys in the Thai cave, they're out. Shannon Noel. Great day for them, that's for sure. Less of a great day, day for, for Shannon Noel. We paid yeah. off your hex debt. It's that's been a massive it. show. We'll catch you next week. Tim and Sammy with Triple M Modern Digital Wednesdays, 12 to 2. Check out the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Android, wherever you get your podcasts. And on all your socials, at Tim and Sammy. Sammy, it's the weekend, it's Wednesday, it's 1.55, my friend. That means it's time, time to say goodnight. (laughs) (laughs) It's 1.55 on the rocket clock, and uh, it's time for us to say goodnight and farewell. (laughs) And we'll see you next week. Five, four, three, two, one.